Welcome to Space to Face, a podcast where we encourage you to build the online and offline presence of your brand. Whether your strength is online or in person, we believe there's business magic to be made in the blending of both. This is a podcast for passionate creatives and entrepreneurs who want to bridge the gap between their online space and meeting face to face. I'm Paige Poppy. And I'm Asia Crescent. Thank you for joining us. Let's jump right in. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Hi everybody. Happy to have you back. We always say that, but we are. We really are. This is our first episode of 2016. Oh, whoa, that's cool. We are coming at you from very rainy parts of the country. Really, though, it's so weird that both of our places are raining. I know, Arizona and California. I think it's gonna rain all week. Yeah, it's gonna rain all week here. I had to cancel all of my shoots. Whoa, I forgot about that. Yeah, this like affects my life a lot. Jake and I are going to Karchner Caverns this weekend. Mm-hmm. It was my Christmas gift, and it's south, so I hope it's not raining. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Okay. Okay. Well, besides the rain, let's <laughs> talk about what we are talking about today for the episode. Um, we are going to talk about how to drop hints about your business. Oh, yeah. And we have some very specific anecdotes and pieces of advice to share for this Mm -hmm. and it is an extension of putting yourself out there which is one of our past episode topics Mm -hmm. and was also the topic of our webinar that we hosted when we first launched the podcast uh, we have a link to that in the show notes, and it is thebomb.com. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Asia and I were in the same place, so it was it really was so fun. fun. It was we really need to do one. another one really soon. Yeah, next time we're together, we'll make that happen. Yes. But uh, speaking of putting yourself out there, we just think it's an imperative aspect of your business. Uh, you will find all about why in that webinar. Mm-hmm. Um, but we think like putting yourself out there is especially imperative when it comes to the crossover game. So you guys know when we say crossover, that means like giving love to both your online and offline mm-hmm. presence. And you can kind yes. of cross back and forth into both. So if you're online, you need to make an effort to put yourself out there locally because you have no like physical storefront mm-hmm. or no billboard announcing your presence. So no one's talking about your business unless you are. Right. And if you are a local business, putting yourself out there in the online world can be really scary mm-hmm. or crazy. Um, I guess both of those adjectives are applicable. <laughs> <laughs> it can seem crazy big. Because it's like the whole world can see you. So I think both are intimidating. Yes. But we're going to talk about how to like drop hints about it. So it's not that scary and also really pays off. Totally. So we're not really going to dive into all the ways to just put yourself out there. But we want to help you guys weave it into your daily conversations. So we all know that like having an elevator pitch is important. Like how to have an impactful answer when someone's like, so what do you do? But sometimes people don't ask you like, what is your purpose in life, Paige? What is your so, passion? Yeah, what is your passion? Like, what is your goal? So you got to figure out how to casually drop hints about what you do to people. And also you have to figure out how to, like, keep mentioning it um, as, like, your relationship grows because they're going to stop asking if they feel like they've known you for a while. No one's going to be like, oh, what do you do, by the way? We've known each other for months now. So you have to figure out a way to be able to keep bringing it up throughout conversation. I'm excited about this episode topic because Asia and I discussed this yesterday when we were figuring out, like, what was our next – topic to talk about and she told a little story and then I realized we had like quite a few experiences that we could share so it's going to be a good one it is going to be such a great one what else is going on besides the rain over there 
girlfriend. Oh, see, it was a very productive morning. I am just obsessed with making videos lately. So, Ooh. Yeah, I made two of them. It's been really fun. This morning? Yeah, before my training session. <laughs> Why are you so cool and protective? <laughs> I don't know, but I also didn't wake up until like 9.30, so it's How not that impressive. Happen? I don't understand. No, it's very – I wrote one blog post. That's all I did today, and I was like so impressed with myself. That's so funny because I think about you often, and I'm like – god dang it Paige like you wake up till 9 30 age was like already awake having coffee writing that blog is true, posts that is very true that you are always true. awake before me thank you yes but you can stay up late and I cannot oh my god that's my problem right now I can't fall asleep because I'm so used to like staying up on vacation yeah yeah so that's what I need to work on this week girl you need to melatonin it up I've really been making a nice nightly routine though of reading you know, with a nice, like, uh, side lamp, not my phone light or anything. Very nice. Listening to some music. So I'm trying. But then so lovely. my books are so good that I'm, like, awake. What are you listening or What are you reading? Just, like, comics, graphic novels. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to read this George O'Keefe biography I had. Uh-huh. But, but, like, the more, like, just kind of flighty, like, comic stories are so much more relaxing for me. Because I'm just like, oh, read an issue and go to bed, you know? Yeah. I really like listening to fluff books as well, like, because I listen to all my books. So I really like fluff books. Because sometimes I can't, like, I can't read, like, Daring Greatly before I go to bed. I'm going to, like, not be able to sleep. I'm going to be so pumped on everything. So Exactly. That's my problem. I'm like, oh, I want to stay up and make three more hours of stuff. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Speaking of making three hours of stuff, so my one of my New Year's resolutions is to work more. (laughs) Very simple. And um, because calculating my hours, I realized I worked like 20 hours a week all year. Which (laughs) is amazing. Just because like, it's amazing. This is true. But really because of like on average with all the vacations and traveling that I do. Um, So this year I'm trying to work more. And um, yesterday I worked all day long. And then by like five o'clock I was done with my day and I just had nothing to do. And it was so weird. I like just like laid down. (laughs) I didn't know what to do. I was going to crochet, but I couldn't because John and I are watching How to Get Away with Murder. And he wasn't here. (gasps) My favorite show. Really? I did not know that. It's so good. Oh, my God. It is so good. We're so – we're behind. We're only in – like episode three of season two or something. Um, but I couldn't watch it because he wasn't here. And then I just didn't feel like watching anything else. And I did not – it was so weird. I just laid in my bed. And I was like, I don't know what to do. But then I went to bed at like 8 p.m. That's so funny because I'm like the opposite because right now because I feel like I let my to-do list pile up. And I was like, mm. I'm just going to take vacation and then like attack it on Monday. Yes. So like – I only got through like two thirds of my to do list, and I was like, oh, "I want to finish the other half." I'm I have to do all now. See, that's nice because you have energy at night. I do not, so I'm just like, "No, I can't do it." Anyway, anyway, <laughs> the struggles of being too productive in the days and having too much to do, and the combination of both of those things. Okay, so <laughs> the, the yeah, and sleep and not sleeping. The reason that we thought about this topic, like Paige said, is because I had an experience with a barista that I realized could have totally been like a lost opportunity. So. As we know, I go to Starbucks on the daily, and um, I realize that every time the barista is like, "Oh, how are you? Like, how's your day going?" Um, you know, I always use that as an opportunity to be like, "Oh, it's really great. I have a photo shoot, or I just had a photo shoot and it went great." You know, I don't need to bore them with a story. Not that my stories would be boring because my stories are all very fun, but I'm never just like, "Good," you know, because that's boring. And I realize that because I do that, they know that I am a photographer. Which and, is so smart because uh, it would be so easy to be like, "Oh, I'm fine. How are you?" I'm fine. I'm fine, like, oh, a little sick, <laughs> or like, really wonderful, you know, whatever. Um, 
and it's really easy and it doesn't sound like intrusive or annoying. Intrusive is not the right word, but it doesn't sound like I'm being overly explanatory when I'm saying like, oh, I have a photo shoot and it's going to be great. Um, but it's a really easy way to just get this picture in their mind um, of what you do and to be able to like for them to attach like photographer slash photo shoot to the vision they have of me. Um, and that really is such a simple way to do it. So that's where the idea for this blog post came up about how to like drop hints about your business to people, how to weave that um, into conversation without being totally annoying or without being nervous about it. Yeah, I love that because I feel like a lot of people have hesitation for being annoying online with like posting too much or something, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a real problem or like a real struggle maybe a struggle yeah it's like a real thing that you could feel like oh I don't want to be annoying and I was thinking this too when we were talking a little bit before we hit the record button I'm pretty sure that like most people like baristas someone who like works at a restaurant they're probably bored like they just hear the same thing all day like how are you I'm good I'm good so if you say something interesting it's probably the most interesting thing they've heard that day that's so true and they're probably like into it you know like go tell them a story or like say something funny you know right and like I definitely will will find myself like telling stories if I'm the only person in line or whatever you know and Mm -hmm. I think it's an interesting story I like hearing interesting stories not that they're 12 minutes long or anything but um and that's a big part of relationship building as well if you're not sharing like little pieces of information about yourself and like what you do in your business is a big part of who you are but it's hard to build relationships with people um and barista is always our biggest example of someone that is like in your local community that you could be connecting with but definitely feel free to like put that example on like anyone else that you're coming across um whether that's your hairstylist or anyone else what are what are other examples of that your personal trainer someone who works yes. at, like the front desk of your gym yes um well you did you say hairstylist I feel like yes. you, I feel like they're so chatty you always get to know them that's a very good point very good point but just really your mailman you oh yes man I love my mail lady She's the best. Yeah. And those are people who like you can be building relationships with who could become your clients, who could refer you. I mean, these are all the reasons that we talked about in one of our introductory episodes about why you need a local presence um, to build relationships with these people, to build a community um, and because they could potentially become your clients. And of course, we want to be like expanding our network and ways to do that is to be dropping hits about what you're doing and why you're trying to expand your network. It's interesting, too, because I feel like for someone like you or I who, like, this is what we do. So, like, you're a photographer. I'm an artist. It's easier to talk about it. Right. But I feel like this dropping hints scenario could be more difficult for someone who considers their business their side hustle. So, maybe they do something else. Okay. Okay. Um, so, let's say maybe you work in retail, but you also are a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you have the freedom to say what you want to, to pick yes. off of that. So, maybe you could say, oh, I just ha- I just got off of work and I have a photo shoot in an hour. Yes. So, you could say both. You could choose one or the other. But I say it's an opportunity to talk about like your real passion project that you're hoping to grow. Yes, totally. And that would be that's a really great um, thing to bring up because that's when people aren't directly asking you what it is that you do because they think they already know. Like I, w- I never like asked my baristas like, hey, what do you do? Like on the side of being a barista because I mean a lot of ours are students, but you know what I mean. I wouldn't be like, oh, on the side, are you an artist? Or are you a beanie maker? Like I wouldn't know to ask that. No. Um, and so if. I would hope that if my baristas did something on the side and I was like, oh, how's your day going? And they're like, oh, it's so great. I made 12 beanies today. You know, that's really easy. And I do that and my beanie thing is my side thing, which is so funny that it's become that. I'm such a 
funny transformation that has taken. Mm-hmm. Um, but really good example. I'm a photographer. All my baristas know I'm a photographer. Um, but if ever something comes up, I do not hesitate to say like, oh, my day is going to be so wonderful. It's raining. I love when it rains because then I can just sit inside and make my beanies all day long. Um, so, oh my God. You're probably so pumped that your photo shoots got canceled. You don't even know. I was like, this is, I mean, obviously it would have been great if I had my photo shoots, obviously, but I have still so many beanies that I need to do because apparently everyone wants not apparently of course everyone wants beanies only in the winter um but I have like 10 orders that I need to make and now I'm like chill I'm just gonna sit inside all day watch how to get away with murder also I need so many new shows because like I cannot crochet unless I'm on an airplane or other people are talking or I'm watching tv do you watch new girl is it out is the new one out um I think it drops like today oh my gosh I'm so excited I've been waiting for months I think she had a baby or something yeah, she had a baby in real life, so Megan Fox is on, like, three episodes, but I think that those already came out. I don't know. What is going on? We were, on? like, we, like, you know, did the, I don't know what it's called. It's, like, not on Netflix, like, the one season, so we, like, hacked it off the internet, but, like, in a legal <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? There's, like, those websites, you know, like, Project Free TV or something. Oh, right, right anyway where were we um okay so let's jump into the order of like operations here so when you meet someone someone asks you what you do ideally and then you give them an elevator pitch which would be like a whole other topic um but again that's something that you want it's like an impactful statement that says what you do why you do it very short if they don't ask you you have to tell them you have to like find a way to squeeze it into any conversation how do you do that Paige? Mm, that's interesting i like sometimes i I don't know. I feel like my background is enough where I'm like, oh, I went to architecture school and I'm an artist. So I kind of yes. like cover a lot of like bases. Totally. So you can like weave it in that way and be like, oh, yeah, well, when I was in school, yeah, yeah. I learned that. And then they're yeah. like, oh, what do you, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. did you study? When did you graduate? What do you do now? You know? Of course. Yeah. I find a way to like, to squeeze it into like every conversation. So um, I had a conversation with someone who was like, oh, like something about Paris. And I was like, oh, I actually like lived in France for a year and, and I'm a photographer. So it was like heaven for me. And so that's how I kind of put it in. So I think it's not about me being a photographer, but it's about how being a photographer affected the conversation that we're having. Um, Very good and, point. Yes, yes. I was going to say too, I feel like sometimes <laughs> I don't even do the work. So like I go to, when I go to church with my parents, for example, mm-hmm. like my dad just tells everyone what I do. Or that is so cute. That's exactly how John is. He wants everyone to know. It's, it's adorable. He, he's they're just like our little like walking like promotional ads or something yeah it's like, so funny they're like, they're like tell them about your website my dad always has like these funny ways to describe what i do he's like that's really funny she has an uh, online business like he always <laughs> <laughs> i want to write down all of the ways your dad describes it and then you could just have like a running list of things you do it's so funny there was one that was like really i don't know like an oh internet business owner i don't know Ooh, so your funny. internet owner or something um, <laughs> i own the internet <laughs> but there was um, like 101 things to blog about and one was um, if you can describe what you do without saying what you do what would it be and I really liked that one I think mine was like a list but it was very like poetic like time capture or I don't know what it was oh that kind of reminds me of I don't know if your current website still has this but when I first met you your website said like I think you're beautiful I want to take your picture and prove it yes that so is my motto that, that's kind of a good way. So if you took out the I want to take your picture part, yes. like, I just want to prove it. Yes. Uh, that like reminds me of that. Thank you. I appreciate that. That is like the one, the most genius thing I've ever come up with and I'm so proud of myself. And Is it still on there? 
It is still on there. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, I should have like, I should have that like plastered over everything. That's my favorite phrase of all time. Um, I used to put it on my business cards, but fun fact, I don't have business cards anymore. Because of your word of mouth skills? Because of my word of mouth skills. That's right. That is right. That's a whole other topic. Um, Okay. So that is kind of like how it would go like when you meet someone, right? And when you're meeting someone and you know that you're going to see them again or you do see them again, you can't just think because you mentioned it one time that that is like enough to seal the like um, not attraction is not the right word. What is it called? Um, Oh, my gosh. Like relation. Their interest? I don't know. Um, the connection in their brain, I think. But there's another word for it. Oh, my God. It's like a psychological term. Like when you look at butterflies or you look at the paint and you see a butterfly, there's like a connection, a relation. Oh. Oh, my God. Hold on. Let me Google it. Connection synonym. Oh, my God. This is going to drive me up the wall. Association. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Association is the word. Oh, that took so long. Thank God for Google. Okay. Okay. Back at it. So – it's, it doesn't take just one time for you to mention that you are a photographer or you're an artist to seal the association to someone else. So like someone could have told me five years ago that they were, I don't know, a doctor and I wouldn't think about it ever again. Um, and it's kind of like if you just put like up a, a bio on Instagram and they didn't put up anything else, that's not enough. Just telling someone one time what you do is not enough for them to, to associate there is that awesome word, to associate you with your profession. And ideally, that's what we want. We do want to have people look at you and think that is a photographer or have people think of photography and think, oh, I know one. Um, and so this like um, technique, I guess, of dropping hints about your business continually and consistently is a way for them to associate you and your profession together. That is the goal. Totally. And like, think about it. They might not need a doctor at that point. Maybe they're not sick. Maybe you're a wedding planner, but you're not engaged. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so they want to be reminded that you are for a while. I just think like your personal Facebook is a good way to keep reminding people. Totally. Um, I realized, so I did this like big art market in November on Small Business Saturday called the Phoenix Flea. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, right before that event, like, I would say maybe November or, like, even a couple weeks of November was when I started posting more about what I do on my personal Facebook page because Mm -hmm. I have learned from you. And we talked about it on the show. So I was like, I'm going to implement that. And this event was so large. It's, like, a really popular event. You pay to get in. And um, I don't know if I talked about this on the show. It was, like, a walk down memory lane. I saw people from middle school, elementary school, people I played softball with. So cool. So cool. And a lot of them, like, no one was really, like, I wouldn't say anyone was surprised to see me there. And a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, I've seen some of your stuff on Facebook, but I didn't know you had all of this. Right. So they had maybe only seen, like, one or two pictures. So it was cool that they had, like, that little touch point with me before they saw Mm -hmm. me at Phoenix Flea, which is, like, you know, a table full of all Mm -hmm. of my work. Well, arguably, like, that, like, your personal Facebook is your online presence for those people. Like, if they're not following you on anything else, like, that is how you're putting yourself for them. And we could do – we might even do a whole episode on how to use your personal Facebook for business. It's awesome. Um, But, yeah, that's what – I guess that's what I remember now. Those were, like, my touch points of, like, reminding them Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. I do because I really hadn't been taking advantage of it. And it was cool – 
that they at least have a little bit of background and then they're like, oh, wow, this is bigger than I thought it was. Totally, yeah. But your friends on Facebook are never going to be like, oh, hey, so what is it that you do for a living? Because like they should know. And so it's important to – I mean, not they, – they shouldn't know. It's not necessary. But they would feel dumb asking. Like I would never just ask someone on Facebook what they do for a living because if we're Facebook friends – like, I, maybe, yeah, you should probably know <laughs> what your Facebook friend does for a living. Um, and so to remind them, it, like, avoids any awkwardness because maybe they're wondering what they can't ask. Um, and so I think that's great. And for me, my Facebook friends are an easy person, people for me to talk to because they were there from the beginning. They were the first people I showed my face or my photography to. They were the first people to obviously like my Facebook page, et cetera. And so, like, I really feel like my Facebook friends are, like, my initial community and the people that, like, think – I always say, like, thank you guys so much for being here with me and that sounds like I should be telling that to my friends in person but there are people who I'm friends with on Facebook that I haven't seen in 10 years um and they were like my main my main source so it's good for me to like continuously remind them like thank you so much for being there for me from the beginning and then people who I add um who are like new friends it's good to remind them who didn't know me from the very beginning um that this is what I this is what I do so yeah I have no shame in going back and forth um with my personal on my in my professional Facebook page no you shouldn't um, I was just thinking too, as far as like personal Facebook goes, I am friends with a wedding planner that I met at a local meetup and we're friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Sky Brooke and cute I name. think, yeah, very cute. She's a cute person. I think she just does a good job of sharing a lot on her personal Facebook page and I I am constantly reminded that she is a wedding planner because she's like, hey, we're doing a photo shoot. Does anyone want to model? Like, you know, like a fake wedding shoot. Mm-hmm. She shares. I'm looking at her page now. She shares her Instagram feed, goes directly to there, and she shares her blog posts from her website, which is skylabrook.com. So mm-hmm. different name there. But yeah, she's very openly. She also openly shares her engagement story. Like this seems like a great way for her to land clients. Like totally, she's, she's totally. doing a good job here. Yeah. And I am constantly reminded that that's what she does. Yeah, and like, and you would probably forget, especially if you don't see her in person. Um, and I, I only did that one time, so yeah, she's yeah. done a good job of touching base multiple see? times. And I also think that for me, like, if I share a blog post on my, um, like, for example, today I did this. I wrote a post this morning about it was a, a thank you letter to my high school self, and of course I put that on my photography page because that's where I put like all my blogs. But then I write something more personal when I share it onto my personal Facebook page and say like, I went to high school with a ton of you and I'm thinking of you today when I'm writing this. Um, and so it is kind of like a more personal spin on it. So it's not just like, I wrote a blog post today. Hi, me your photographer. You know, it's a, it's a more natural way of, of doing it personally, which the same can be said about when you're talking to people in person. You need to make it relevant to like the conversation or to your relationship with them. You did a great job sharing that blog post today. I saw it Thank on you. Instagram. I saw it on Facebook twice from your <laughs> personal and business and then mm-hmm. you posted it in the spark lounge so i saw it again yes i just trying to inundate with you because this is the first blog post i've done in a while and i'm really proud of it because this could be a whole other topic also also it's 1 11 my time and that's my favorite time <gasps> besides 11 11 and 12 34 and i screenshot all of them as you know mine is 8 12 with my birthday Oh, that's adorable. Mine could be 825. That's cute. Yeah. Um, but we could talk about this in another episode. Like I just said five seconds ago, I'm very caffeinated at the moment. Um, <laughs> 
but I'm always really proud of my blog post, which is a reason that I have found that it doesn't do well for me to force myself to blog consistently because I really enjoy like so much being able to put out when I am inspired. And of course, you can like force yourself to be more inspired consistently, but um, I love when I put out really, really high quality blogs and I forgot how it feels to do that. I haven't blogged in so long. So today I may have went a little crazy and told everyone on the planet about it. I even messaged people individually, like thinking about you, here's my blog post. That's nice too. That's a real thing. Um, okay. So there, we also can make the argument that we've said before about, not an argument, but let's bring this up again, that you have to touch point with someone seven times before they hire you. Yes. That is a real thing. Um, Alex Beaton brought it up and I think she, is it called the rule of seven? I think it yeah, is. Yeah, I think it is too. Now we know the official name. The rule of seven. And so if you're not able to do that in person or whatever, Facebook is a great way to do, to do it. Or just saying, and I don't, mm, this is perfect. This is a perfect little segue. I don't think someone having contact with you seven times in general counts. They need to have contact with you seven times in the appropriate context for them mm. to buy from you. Is that, ooh, this is good. We're getting somewhere good here. So like, yeah. Do okay. you think that's true? Do you think that's valid? Yes, on that note. Okay, so I just Googled rule of seven to make sure okay. I wasn't getting that wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, this little pop-up definition says, the rule of seven is an old marketing adage. It says that a prospect needs to he- see or hear your marketing message at oh. least seven times before they take action and buy from you. So they're not just like running into you seven times. Yes. It's seven yes. times about you talking about your business. Yes, that is so interesting. And not that we're encouraging anyone to give a marketing spiel every time the barista asks them how they're doing. Okay, um, that would be such a turnoff. That would not be good. I'd be like, don't ever talk to me. <laughs> don't ever talk business. to me ever again. So there's definitely a line that can be crossed. Um, but it's also very easy to not cross that line, to just, you know, like mention what it is that you do. Um, and that also – Give, opens up the conversation for them to ask like more about what you do or to remind them like, oh, they've been meaning to ask you about your prices. Um, because some people are kind of weird about that. They Some people don't – people who are not in the like business owning world, I find like don't know that it's acceptable to ask those questions like not in an email. And so, for example, I had a barista who once was like, can I get your email because I'd love to know more about your prices. I was like, oh, like what do you want to know? I could tell you right now. Um, and I And she – I think she was like – didn't know. She's like, oh, but you're not working. She didn't say that, but I could kind of tell. Um, And I was like, yeah, like on your break, come over and we can chat about it. And I think she was really grateful for that. Me saying like, oh, I had a photo shoot later today, gave her the opportunity to say that instead of never me never bringing it up and then her feeling awkward to bring it up with me. Um, So it really opens up the conversation, which is great. And if someone doesn't know that they are interested in what you're doing, you talking about it more could make them realize or give them the opportunity to ask more questions and then they realize they are interested. Um, so if someone thinks like, oh, I'm just a wedding photographer and then I say, oh, by the way, I take you know photos for high school students. I have a high school senior portrait. Then all of a sudden they're a lot more interested, which they wouldn't be the first time you mentioned it. Totally. And on the note of like, this is kind of in general, but like on the note of people not knowing like if they can ask about their prices, like mm-hmm. I just think that as business owners, we forget, like, what normal people think like. I get asked often, like, oh, and how can I pay you? Or, like, yes. can I, can't, like, you know, like, they don't, like, I'm like, well, I have, like, 12 different ways. If you want to Venmo yeah. me, you know, PayPal, yeah. like, whatever. And they're, mm-hmm. like, they're more, like, they're just trying to be respectful, too. Totally. So the more you can, like, work it into conversation, the easier. The easier. It okay. is. So agreed. Um, 
And then another way that you can totally work what you do and like make what you do seem very interesting because it is interesting is telling stories. And this is like more deeper in the order of operations, like once you've got to know somebody but not in a professional way. But yeah, is to tell is to tell stories because I have tons of interesting stories about um, about my shoots or about like my time as a photographer, et cetera, um, that are like appropriate for conversation. And that's what makes people like remember that I'm a photographer. Um, and this is, you know, such a huge part of my life. So fa- like failing to talk about that part of your life like is a mistake. I liked that. That was like not harsh, but like very honest. It's Thank a mistake. You. It is a mistake. It's true because, yeah, and I realize that, like, people who are starting out really don't – they, they like, I, I keep not wanting to use the word annoying because, like, it just reminds me of, like, a little sister or something. Not that my little sister is annoying. Um, but you d- people don't want to, like, bombard people with their message and, like, oh, my God, she's always talking about how she's a photographer. But, like, if – if I want to tell any kind of story, most likely it's going to be about photography because it's like 90% of my life. Um, and it's okay to do that. If someone else was telling me the stories about their work, they were interesting, I would really like that. Um, so it, once you get deeper into conversation and you, you, you don't want to be continuously saying things like, oh, well, because I'm a photographer, people are like, I know, I know you're a photographer. It's good to be telling stories about that and still reminding them that it is, that's what you do. This is so funny. I realize I'm not like always good at this with my closer friends. Mm. So... Like, Jake's roommate, for example, I see him all the time because I mm-hmm. hang out there. But I don't really, like, talk about what I'm up to with him as much, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I could. And it was really funny. I meant to text you this. Do you remember that night that I texted you and you were like, is that your final thought? Yes. What did you say? You were like, <laughs> I have a great idea for the podcast. And then you didn't say anything. Okay. Or you were like, no, this is what you said. You were like, this is my great idea. And then you didn't say anything I didn't, else. I didn't answer. Well, what he told me was – we were like at sushi with our friends and he was like I he's like what do you do all day <laughs> he straight up said that to me and then he was like I feel like you just wake up and you are just like surrounded by butterflies and that's like your whole day you're like that is how it goes and then I paint those butterflies and it's a beautiful day and, I was, and now I'm realizing there's a problem I've never told him about like what yeah, I do I'm like yeah I, I sit at my desk and I work really hard <laughs> right right that's so true it is like the people who you think should know what you do because you're on them all the time and then you're like wait a minute like I have to like exactly that's such a very good point it was so funny the reason I was texting you because I was saying how it related to the podcast episode we had about how like people just think they can call you all day Yes. Because you're not, like, doing anything. And yeah. that was, like, someone who has that impression of me totally. just, like, frolicking around in a field of butterflies. <laughs> that is what I do all day, actually, if you must know. Um, I mean, you do go in fields. I do go in fields. Sometimes there are butterflies, and then I take pictures of them. This is such a good point. Um, that would be a really funny, also, blog post. Like, here's what I do all day, and then, like, just picking out things like that. Like, I frolic in fields, and <laughs> I don't know what else it, it would be. It would be really funny to write a blog post like that of, like, all the things I do that aren't work. So, exactly. Like, for example, I wanted background noise today, so I watched – or, like, Teen Mom was on in the background yes. while I edited videos. And then yes, yesterday – Yes, I watched Teen Mom. Yeah, yesterday, I think I'm still in, like, YouTube watching mode from vacation, so I needed to make, like, 15 prints, so I made them and watched YouTube, and so if I only made a blog post about the silly things, that'd be so funny. Yes, I think I'm going to do it, like, on a photo shoot day and be like, here are the things I'm doing, like, I went to the beach with my friends, I frolicked in fields or whatever, you know, because that's, (laughs) like, basically what I'm doing. Um, 
That is really funny. We should totally do that. Okay, so I have another. I have, like, two more stories. Okay. And I feel like sometimes at the end of these episodes, we just get into, like, anecdote mode that are, like, yep. stories related to this episode. So here we go. Here we are. <laughs> I have one um, that is a way that I dropped a hint in and I could have easily just, like, avoided the topic. Mm-hmm. One time I went to the art store and I bought, like, I think I bought – like 40 bottles of paint or something nuts. I thought you were going to say like wine or something. And I was like, <laughs> whoa. No. Um, but like that would be crazy. Uh, I bought like 40 bottles of paint and I, re- I was teaching a workshop like the next day or something mm-hmm. and I give the paint to my students. And um, the guy at the counter was like, oh, you really must need a lot of like red, blue, and yellow. Or he said something like big project, huh? And I could have just been really shy and been like, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I'm not teaching a workshop. And he's like, oh, really? Like, what about? And I'm like, oh, it's acrylic painting. And they're like, oh, where is it at? So I tell them where it is. You know, it really develops. And they're like, oh, so do you just teach workshops? And I'm like, no, I do that. Plus, I yeah. create my own art. So it's really like, just don't be quiet about it, I guess. Totally. And this happened to me when I was um, in Arizona with Paige. We were at a local coffee shop. And one of the baristas started talking to me about my hair because it was very purple at the time. And um, usually if people like express interest in my hair, I tell them that it's purple because it matches my website because it's true and also is very funny. And, and it's a good way to talk about what you do. They're like, oh, why do you have a website? Why do you have a website? Exactly. And I also used to say branding and then like nobody got that because if you're not a business owner, like branding is not like a hot topic word. You're like what are you like sticking like, metal rods on the cows? <laughs> exactly. I was totally just going to say that. <laughs> um, so she, yeah, I think she may have asked me like, oh, what? yeah, why do you have a website? or something like that. And I was like, oh, I'm a photographer. And it turns out this barista um, is also a wedding planner in Santa Barbara, which is very close to where I am in Slow. And so it was so funny. Like, good thing I didn't just be like, oh, yeah, thanks for liking my purple hair. But I was able to bring up what I do as a photographer. And she just happened to be someone who's definitely in my industry. And so it definitely brings up like opportunities that you wouldn't expect when you say that to people because you don't know like what what else people are doing on the side or what they have interest in, et cetera. And you could so, have been like, oh, whatever. This girl's just working in a coffee shop in Phoenix. Right. How is she relevant to me at exactly. all? But yes. she was super relevant. Super relevant. Um, this has happened to me a couple times where not necessarily professionally, but just that um, that idea that someone that you meet randomly in a place that's not where you live could, is not relevant to you. Um, again, this is not professional, but personally, I was at an A's game in Seattle, Oakland A's versus Seattle Mariners. We were in Seattle. So Mariner, or the A's were the traveling team and we were sitting behind other A's fans and we started chatting with them because my boyfriend just like loves to talk to people. And long story short, turns out that this girl is my neighbor in slow. And like, literally met, lived across the street from her, Literally. Guys. Like, I cannot express how literal I mean it. Like, I can see her door from my door in San Luis Obispo, California, even though we met in Seattle at a baseball game. And so that's such a good example of, like, you should be talking to people around you because you never know. Like, I could have been super rude to her and then run into her later in, in slow and been like, oh, my God. I can't believe you're that girl at the baseball game. And but now, now she's one of your best friends. Exactly. She's one of my best friends. And it's just so, How many so times cool. have you shot her? You shot her for, like, special, pro- like, collaborative projects. Projects, totally. Like. But actually, she hired me to do headshots pretty quickly after we became friends. So and cool. so that really did turn into professional um, opportunity, which we talk about all the time, um, you know, like when friends become clients and clients become friends. So she was a friend who became a client. And if I hadn't said anything to her or whatever, that would have been that would have been really sad on a personal and a professional level. Um, so even people who could be in Phoenix or whatever, like 
the world is a global place. People are traveling everywhere and especially having your online presence, um, you know, it's it. you never want to count somebody out when you're talking to them. So I'm yeah. glad that I didn't with that girl at, at the coffee shop in, in Arizona. Yeah, and this ain't the Oregon Trail. Like, people travel a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the Oregon Trail. That's so funny. So true. So true. Um, we told us stories. Yeah, we're, those are all my stories. Mine too. I probably have more, but... Yes. Some of our stories also involve eavesdropping, but that's not really like like people <laughs> eavesdrop on us. Yes. And I I also eavesdrop on people. So I don't really yes. know that's like really dropping a hint because I'm like, hey, that's really relevant to what I do. Can we talk? <laughs> no hint dropping anymore. You're just throwing it in their face. I was like really direct that one time I went to sip. Um Good. Yeah. You should be. No hints um, needed. We should have a whole episode about the benefits of eavesdropping. <laughs> Oh my God, we should. And it's like not impolite. Like we were just talking about how you met Paige from eavesdropping. Yes. See? And then she's brought so much joy and happiness into my personal and professional life. So we'll have a whole other thing about that. But all right, we can wrap this up. We got our good anecdotes in. And really, to, to sum it up, we really want you guys to be confident in what you do and so confident that you don't feel weird about saying it in casual conversation and to also recognize the benefits of weaving this into conversation, which is that someone will associate, the magic word, you with your profession. And we, we know that's a, that's a goal for us. Yeah, this topic isn't like some complex, super complicated thing to do. So it might be mm-hmm. hard for you to realize the value in it. But like, think about if you like told, let's say you told like 10 people about what you do like how hard is that you're already having a conversation with them anyway let's say one of them turns into a one thousand dollar client there you go exactly exactly and you probably encounter that many people a day and or like let's say you you say you tell 10 people this week you know so like and if you just keep doing that it becomes much more natural and it really does just get you in the habit of being open to conversation with people if you're one of those people who's a little bit on the shy side um and if you're not if you are outgoing then it's easy for you you to use that opportunity like don't waste your the conversation you're having with someone on like the weather you know um so <laughs> use that opportunity i mean if you want to talk about the weather i can talk about the weather like the fact that it's raining and i had to cancel all my shoots this week um so you can definitely find a way to make your what you do your passion relevant to the current conversation Yeah, so we just hope you guys really see the value in this. We believe in it wholeheartedly. And I think this is going to be a really good episode. If you guys have any anecdotes to share with us of, like, you implementing the topics, um, Mm -hmm. I think this is a very, very actionable episode. So let us know if you use any of these ideas. Absolutely. We also want to give a shout out to Judy Finelli, who is part of the Spark Lounge, which, as you guys all know, for the hundredth time, this is where Paige and I met. And she said, she wrote this beautiful thing about Happy New Year. I've connected with you guys, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, shout out alert. Asia Croson and Paige Poppy, thank you for creating space to face. I tune in religiously and think you are both ridiculously talented and such leaders in the creative community. Wish you both much success with the podcast and beyond. And thank you, Alex, for letting your followers know about the podcast on Instagram. So happy to have seen the post. That is so kind. Judy, we're so happy that you're listening. Also, Paige said that tune in religiously is her new favorite phrase. <laughs> Tune in religiously is my new favorite phrase. Yes. I love it. Can we like say that to people? Like, you should just tune in religiously. Or should we? Is that how we do it? I hope you'd follow the religion of space to face. Join us. <laughs> that might be like a little, what is the word, blasphemous, but it's We total- will convert you to a crossover because that's what you need <laughs> yes. in your life. We're trying to convert you. That's so funny. But I'm so glad, Judy, that you're finding it so helpful. And really, that's like what we're doing this for because we really believe in what we're saying and we have implemented it in our lives and are just loving, loving the results. Hey, we got a new review on iTunes also. Shush up. Read it. I'm so excited. I like this one because it's relevant to what I just said. It says, space to face rocks. 
I love how Page and Asia make entrepreneurship super obtainable. They give valuable information without overwhelming you. Keep up the great work, ladies. I love watching your journeys. So that's really nice. But I love what you said here about super obtainable because like we're saying, we hope this episode is very actionable. So actionable, obtainable, just what we want to hear. That I love that. That makes me really, really happy. And that I feel like could be a whole other episode as well because I think people are scared to start a business. And that's something that we could definitely talk about. Yeah, I'd actually be really curious to know. Um, I mean, we can see like who we can see like not who is listening to the podcast, but we can see mm-hmm. how many of you are listening to the podcast. But it's like hard mm-hmm. for us to tell like where you are in your business journey. Are you yes. full time? Are you part-time side hustle or you just like thinking about it i'd like to hear from the people who are just starting a business or like hoping to like maybe you haven't done that much yet just like send us send us something to let us know yeah email tweet whatever totally you know what i think we should do i think we're gonna do this i think we should send out a survey and see like where people are in their journey so if it be looking out for that you guys in the next few weeks i just decided that we're gonna do that um and to ask ask you guys like where you are in your journey and so that we can be tailoring our content to your part of the journey fantastic idea i can't wait to see it and i will fill it out no i'm just kidding (laughs) and i will so then i'll make all of the podcast um content for you Paige. definitely (laughs) i mean it already helps me in my daily life i apply this stuff all the time oh yeah it's so true it's very like convicting is a little bit um intense of a word but it is good to just like self-remind that these are the things that we need to be doing um and also to like it gives me the Conviction is the right word, but I don't know. I like to experiment now with like different things so that I can like share the results. Like, oh, I tried this new thing today and this is how it went, you know? So it's kind of nice. We're, I'm just trying to be a guinea pig. I love it. That's a good idea. I should do that too. Yeah, totally. I probably do. And that's how my anecdotes come out. That's so true. Yeah. You're like eavesdropping on people and seeing how that goes. Could be really (laughs) bad, but it turned out great. you. Or it could turn into a friendship. (laughs) So funny. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Thank you so much for your reviews. If you haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, that probably is because it's very complicated. And so I promise I'm going to leave a link in the show notes about how to do that simply. And we would love to hear from you guys. Yeah. So that wraps us up. As always, we are sending you all of our positive and creative vibes your way. And we hope you have a fabulous freaking week. Bye. Bye. Shake, 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 shake your booty. That's good. Thank you for listening to Space to Face, brought to you by Asia Croson and Paige Poppy. To find out more about us and get episodes delivered straight to your inbox each week, please check out our website at space2face.com. Until our next episode, we hope you'll apply what you've learned today to nurture both the online and face-to-face aspects of your business. And until then, we thank you and we will see you in our next one.